You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. Well, hello. Hi. I just like got you in the middle of a sentence. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, you're good. I was um, looking at uh, my Audible collection and thinking I should just download out and back. I tried to find it on Audible. It's on there. Okay. Well, I got to get it. So yeah. I mean, for my next trip. Um, yeah. Okay. It's ironic that uh, we are talking to a trail runner today because we both have yes. like crazy trail runs over the weekend. <laughs> Our cycling podcast, guys. We still talk about cycling on this podcast. We do. This but... is all about cycling, but yeah, <laughs> you're trying to both events, and yeah. you went down. I just both. ate shit. Yeah, just ate it. So it was. It was. A, it was yeah, jacked up knee, shoulder hurts. It was just a dumb accident. I mean, it was just a dumb fall, which you know I'd gotten cleared. Like all the technical stuff was on the easy peasy part of the trail, and. I don't even remember like, yeah, like it just, all of a sudden I was on the ground. So I do think but. sometimes when you go through this technical sections, cause I found this happening to me too, on Saturday, I did like 12 and a half miles on the Pacific crest trail. And there were some really, really technical parts. Um, the whole thing was pretty rocky, but I would notice once I got through that, my legs were pretty fatigued. And then I would just like not pick my foot up enough. And I would almost yeah. like, there were a couple of times I almost went down from stuff like that. That's, I want to think that, that, but the, the truth is, like I said to okay. you earlier, is like, you I was fell. feeling good. What? Yeah. I just, just fell. <laughs> yeah. I just, I was like this, I'm feeling great. I'm like five and a half miles in. I'm moving well. Oh, hello, dirt. <laughs> like, anyway. So yeah, I'm, I'm icing the knee and taking the Advil and we'll see. Yeah. But the first two few days are the worst. And then when the swelling yeah, goes down, you're fine. like, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Um, we're about no to go on podcast much. break though. Yes, we are. Summer I've vacation. Go down Where are you the, going? Get the hotel. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go work. <laughs> Truthfully, I'm going to uh uh head to Arizona on I fly out Monday. Southern Arizona so. in the summer sounds like a real vacation. Sounds like so much fun. The so, nice thing is the weather in the morning in, in Patagonia is nice and cool. It's like 60. So oh, nice. So you yeah, can get I, up I, at like 3 a.m. to do your work. I get up at 4 a.m. down there and go get my exercising done. And then as long as you're back down the mountain by 11, you are fine. Remember that so. time that you got lost on a trail? I, I yes, but that was in February. <laughs> we were supposed to record a podcast. I will not. And I, I was like, not be doing that. And I was like, yeah. I didn't hear from you for hours. I was like, I'm actually getting kind of worried about Christy. Yeah, I was, we, we had a big day out there. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I'm going um, on my trail running trip up into BC. Yay. That's going to be fun. So, so guys, if this is the last time I talk to you. Love you. <laughs> it was a bear. I'm actually kind of scared of the bears i'm not i'll, I'll be Just honest take some bear spray. we're gonna have bear spray and bear bells and they're said that there are certain sections that they want you to run to like be in a group i guess yeah. the group will scare the grizzlies away or you have to be faster than 
the slowest person than somebody or everybody uses their spray together and really gets the bear and a few people I don't know yeah anyway I think last year they only saw them from a distance I wouldn't mind seeing one from like a distance but really I don't want to see a grizzly bear at all yeah out in the woods but yeah so uh so all of by sea podcasts are going to take a couple of weeks off in the summer uh uh, giving our podcast editors a well-deserved break and all of our hosts and everybody so um so yeah we'll be back end of july but we have a great guest we do we have an awesome guest that's coming out today um (laughs) it was so fun so i mean we got to know hillary allen it was another ally tetrick she was like you've got to chat with this gal a few years ago she's originally um an ultra distance endurance runner so i'll see if Lindsay can link the episode in this oh yeah show yeah but she talks about her um trail running accident where she fell 150 feet off of a cliff and it's a miracle she survived broke 14 bones and so that's how she ended up starting to cycle and now she's gotten a little competitive in cycling so um so we got to talk to hillary allen and hear all about her uh recent experience in ireland riding the transatlantic way which we both have spent time in ireland so it was really fun yeah it was fun to hear and I mean, the most positive person maybe that we've interviewed. So anyway, we'll stop talking. She's amazing. (laughs) I was like, do you have anything else? No, let's talk to Hillary. All right, let's talk to Hillary. One of the most frustrating things about going to big gravel races in the last few years is I have been getting sick pretty much every time I travel. And I travel about once a month for work or to a big gravel event or something related. And it's so frustrating when I get there and I can already feel the sore throat and the cold coming on and it really takes me out for several weeks. And that's why I'm excited about our new podcast sponsor, Prevenex. We've worked with Prevenex within our Feisty brands for a long time. If you listen to Hit Play Not Pause, you've heard about joint support. Um, You've also heard about their great protein powder, but I am really obsessed with this product called Immune Health Plus. It has helped me go from getting sick every time I travel to I've not been sick one time this year. And and I've also been on the road a good bit already this year. So it has everything that you need for immune health support, and it's way better than anything you're going to find in a grocery store or health food store. It's supercharged with immune-boosting ingredients like elderberry fruit, extract, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, and calcium. Now, if you want to stay healthy through your race season this year, you're going to use the code Girls Gone Gravel for 15% off your first purchase of Immune Health Plus or any of their other products. That's Girls Gone Gravel for 15% off of your purchase. And you go to Prevanex.com. You can find that in the show notes. To live your healthiest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. It provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live a longer, healthier life. Inside Tracker can also calculate your biological age, which is the rate you're aging compared to your chronological age, as well as ways to lower your biological age. The thing we love most about Inside Tracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health, like food, supplements, workouts, and other lifestyle choices. 
And did you know that you can use your HSA, HRA, and FSA to buy any Inside Tracker plan? Which means you can purchase Inside Tracker using your tax free dollars. Oh, and it gets better. For a limited time, you get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with the science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, visit InsideTracker.com slash feisty. That's InsideTracker.com slash feisty. Hey, Catherine. <laughs> what? You know how we know that Hillary Allen is now a cyclist? How? She's got the tan lines to prove it. She's got the tan lines. Her running tan lines are gone. Her little tank top tan lines are gone. She's got the cycling. Oh, if you think my arms are bad, you should see my legs. Actually, you're probably referring to an Instagram post I did. Oh, yep. Proud, proud of it too. I worked hard for those tan lines. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. We've got a repeat guest here. So we have Hillary <laughs> Allen. Uh, and I'm really excited to talk to you because when we talked to you a couple of years ago, you were just sticking a little toe out into gravel. Uh, we heard all about, so if people want to uh, listen to that episode. We talked all about your trail running background and um, your kind of life-changing accent with that. And, um, now you have ventured more and more into the cycling scene. <laughs> what, what yes. happened there, Hillary? I know it turns out, um, what I thought was, and this is going to offend some people. I hope you, it, you, it's like, I hope it doesn't, but basically I think runners view cycling as kind of like a consolation prize. If they're like injured, they're like, at least I can bike, but like that has shifted so much for me. And I love I love cycling. And I think that's basically what I've just been embracing it more and mm -hmm. wanting to push myself more on a bike. Um, I can't just, I mean, when I was first dipping my toe in cycling, riding a bike is very different than racing a bike. And I haven't really tried that until this year, uh, to race a bike. And it's so different than running, but it's, it's like, it's, it's amazing. It's super fun to challenge myself in that way. Um, and I, I'm a person that really loves to do like hard things. And so it's been a really good challenge for me to focus on. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a way I always lean into cycling when I'm, when I'm like kind of dealing with an injury, but I've also like embraced it more even when I'm not injured and um yeah I raced like in the elite field at Unbound this year that was like so terrifying uh <laughs> but it was it was awesome um and like something that you know it's like these these challenges that you know I'm like I don't know if I could do it um it motivates me to try and like there's so much to learn and it's been really fun to kind of like tackle that head on so it's basically I just love bikes <laughs> <laughs> so, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. We can understand that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And it's it's so cool to see because it's like I don't view cycling that much at like as a consolation prize at all. It, it was something that's helped me get stronger. I think it's made me a better runner. Um, and it, but it's also made me a, like a better all-around athlete. In fact, the whole thing that people were telling me 
He's like, oh, you own, you own N plus one number of bikes. I'm like, what? And that's so true because I just bought my first mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like somebody's going to be making a go for the Grand Prix next year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually doing Leadville 100 mountain bike, um, uh, as my like first mountain bike race. So I'm so bad at a mountain <laughs> And you bike. just bought a mountain bike? Yeah, literally. I've done not very many rides on it. <laughs> so I mean it won't be be as technical as your trail running so that's true that's probably why I chose Leadville but it's like it's just another cool fun challenge and it's like I want to like I want to learn now so it's a skill that I have for for the you know for the rest of my life and so why not try something new even if I'm gonna be bad at it you know it's like I kind of I've kind of gotten over that like I I was not afraid to to be an elite runner and try to to do gravel cycling even though I wasn't an elite rider and um now I would say I've like dipped my toe into the elite cycling now, but, um, you know, I'm far from like the top, the pointy end, but like, at least I can like throw myself in there. And, um, but it's like, not about that. It's, it's more about just for the love of being an endurance athlete in sport. And, um, the results are kind of like icing on the cake. (laughs) I don't, I feel like you have to, you have that mental set to be able to suffer so much though, like, Mm. because Riding 200 miles is definitely going to be easier than running 100 miles. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. It's like a leg massage. <laughs> Literally. All right. Now that's just insulting. It's have, not have you a ever, leg massage. Have you ever run 100 miles, Christy? <laughs> uh, no, it's actually, it's, you're right. It's not a leg massage because like this year at Unbound, I was pushing and I was actually like sore from it. Like riding your bike is hard. Um especially if you're trying to, to ride hard for the, for those, you know, however many hours it takes you to do the 200 miles. So, but it is different. I mean, like for instance, like running a hundred miles, um, you know, I had won this race, a hundred mile race in Cape town in November of last year. And, um, you know, you settle into a pace and you just kind of like you you're in like literally all day pace. I was running for like a day plus an hour. So, in a bike race, you don't do that. You're like surging. And then, you know, so it's like, it's very, it's, it's a lot more intensity than, um, a different kind of intensity, I would say than, than running, but I guess you just don't have the pounding. Um, yeah, as, you're not yeah. pounding downhill when you're <laughs> yeah. riding downhill, you're like, Oh, this is great. Right. Well, you're <laughs> just trying to avoid the razor blade rocks in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, we want to hear more about your cycling year but before that because Chris and I are both kind of trail running nerds you did UTMB last year right I did yes yeah tell Uh, us what that was like (laughs) so man UTMB is such a special race um I think it's aesthetically so pleasing because you start in Chamonix and you do a loop of 100 miles and actually it's 108 miles so it's like unbound. It's like 205. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I hit a hundred miles. Why am I done yet? <laughs> um, but you run through three countries, um, circumnavigating, uh, the Mont Blanc, um, and the highest you take peak. your passport. No, you don't. I know. I've actually asked this question before too. I carry an identification card with me, but because there is a race happening, like they know, um, and are there you have passport like, checks? Like as you go into those countries, you, no. you don't know, but, um, like I've done the course, um, running like the UTMB, like the race you do it in one go. And I've also done it um, many times, like fast packing or like running. So basically like 30 miles, roughly a day. And then I do have to bring my passport because I'm like sleeping in a different country each night. So they have to like check. Uh, 
but yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's like one of the most competitive trail runs out there and um, like mountainous trail runs. So it's a hundred miles, give or take, and um, more give. And then it's a uh, 30,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, it's not like, I wouldn't describe it as like crazy technical, but my definition of technical is maybe a bit extreme, um, but it is, it's mountainous. It's very unrelenting, very steep terrain. Um, the type of trail running that I love, but it's, uh, there's a couple thousand people that run this hundred mile race. So the atmosphere oh, wow. is, I think the atmosphere is just insane. Like, and there's, there's races happening all week, um, in Chamonix, France. It's, it's magical. Wow. That yeah. finish shoot looks like nothing else you've ever oh, seen. Like it's amazing. It's, and there's like people lining because you run through the city center of Chamonix and there's people lining, like there's bars all along that city center. So people like stay up all night just drinking. And so no matter what time of day you're finishing, there's always going to be a cheer squad for you. <laughs> and um, all around the course, actually, like the whole, like, I feel like everyone comes out to watch this race. Like it's, um, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, it's just like the atmosphere is just really incredible. They advertise it as like the a festival of trail running. And that's definitely, that's definitely what it is. Yeah. It's so rad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something that every year I'm like, Oh, UTMB. And I'm you should that. go there. You should, and even if you can't do the race, like you should go there and do the hike. Cause originally the TMB, the Tour de Mont Blanc was a trekking path. And so you could go there, spectate the race and then just like do the path. You know, yeah hike it, like take a week, 10 days and just stay and eat amazing food in the refugees. <laughs> and yeah. Well, it's on my list of potential 50th birthday trips. Ooh, that'd be a great one. Not for I my highly... birthday. Cause it's in February, but the summer after. <laughs> Don't do it in snow. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We could talk about cycling now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm totally on the website right now. I'm like, okay, oh, this is it's amazing. <laughs> Christy, do you want to go on my 50th birthday trip? Maybe. <laughs> Tell me when I'll go. The end of year and a half. Two uh, years from the summer. Um, amazing. Okay. So you have had been dealing with an injury. Is that injury related to your fall or is it something new? Yeah. So this is... So if you guys want to know the full story, you can we go do. back and listen to oh, the was... other episode, but basically in give short, us this super short version. Of that. Yes. In short, um, about, it'll be six years ago this summer. I fell, uh, 150 feet off of a cliff while I was running a running race. Um, and that's a far ways. I was lucky to be alive, but I broke about 14 bones and, um, I have had, um, lingering injuries, uh, since then. So I've, I've made like a return to run and running at the elite level. Like I said, I just won, you know, a hundred mile race last year. Um, but this basically, yeah, I have had some bone spurs in my ankle from basically an impact injury from the fall. And I had to get them removed because it was causing other injuries in my foot. Uh, basically I had broken my foot two years ago and it was, I was trying conservative treatment. It was basically a direct result of this. So it was time to kind of remove them. Um, but you know, it's, it's easy to be like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Let's go remove these bone spurs. And then you got more range of motion. You're going to be good to go. Well, like I haven't used these little muscles and tendons in my, in my foot and calf for like nearly six years. So, um, there's a lot more of, a of a recovery process that needs to happen before I'm running, but I just did some like jumping tests today and like some plyos and some single leg work. So I'm 
nearly there, but uh, I can still cycle a really long way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually not that, if this is a really interesting injury because I actually haven't had to take any downtime. I've just been leaning into the bike and trying to race that and work as hard as I can cycling while I'm not running. And it's actually, it's been quite enjoyable. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It's really, I mean, really having an injury that's, that's not an injury. It's right? so strange. <laughs> it's so strange. Like I can ride, you know, I just like, did unbound and then we'll talk about this other race that I did. And like, I can ride so much. And then, um, it's just, it's, it's it goes to the differences yeah. and the nuances with, the muscle load and how you use your muscles cycling versus running. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's quite incredible. I've been actually That's quite great. perplexed. It's like, am I really injured? I'm not sure. <laughs> and then you yeah. try to run and you're like, I actually, am. I actually yeah, am. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There it is. <laughs> so then yeah. when you knew that this was going on, were you like, okay, I'm going to go all in and try to really race unbalanced at the elite level. Yeah. That's basically what happened <laughs> because I'm, I mean, you guys know my story about getting into cycling. Like my first race ever on a bike was unbound. I had literally never even ridden in a group. I rode in a group ride the day before unbound. I was like, oh shit, like this is going to be You bad. just went in that women's corral. <laughs> oh, seriously. I was like, what am I going to do? Um, and then I like was like, I think like my hands were like, like, you know, like cramping because I was gripping my bike so hard the first year, but that was in 2019, my first bike race ever. And like, I, like you said, I know how to suffer. I know how, I'm an endurance athlete, but like, it's different when you're riding a bike and doing all the things and avoiding all like, you know, the technical terrain. Um, and so I like those challenges. They really motivate me. Um, and so when this happened, I, uh, and it wasn't too long ago, like I had the surgery end of April. And so it was basically of, you know, I kind of just made a decision like, you're right. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, it's like cycling is, I love it. And I, you know, I want to see if I can actually try to like, to race it and like learn how to race it. I had so many conversations with my uh, Pinarello teammates. I was like, should I do the elite field? Should I not? Should I or not? And like, yeah, anyways, it was, it was a really great experience. Those ladies are fast. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're like surging for the first like hour. We're like riding very hard. I'm like, all right, well, I'm hanging, like it's fine. And then like, yeah, but so yeah, were so you that. happy or not when you got to the mud? Because does that does that walking bother your foot at all? Or so that was actually quite funny. Uh -huh. It's like I would be the person to be like, oh sick, it's a gravel bike race. But if you have to like run or ride, like you know, if you have to run or hike, it should be suit the runner. But that was the time when I was like it actually was hurting my foot. So I tried to ride in the grass as much as I could, but there was like, definitely like the, like I had to, you know, hike and clean off my bike and stuff like that. So I felt like that was actually the harder section for me due to the walking. Cause it was, it did bother my, my foot and ankle. <laughs> yeah. Those bike shoes aren't really the most, the best thing. Um, no, nah, no, they're not. For, but injuries. Yeah. <laughs> but oh gosh, you know, and like Allison Tetrick, cause I've actually, I've ridden, um, unbound, uh, like, you know, freshly off of a broken foot before, um, like again, using it as just a, a race where I'm riding it, not literally like racing it. So, um, that was a different feel than, than this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also had your mom at the race. Yeah. How did that happen? Oh my God. It was so cool because my mom is one of the most supportive people out there. And she, um, 
I think when she sees me going through something, um, you know, she really feels it too. And, um, so like this, this, you know, ankle injury and like the surgery that I had to have, like she was there for it and she was there for that initial accident that I had. So she's like, she's been really involved in my recovery and story. Um, but I mean, I definitely get something from her because she's 70 years old and she's never done a bike race. And, uh, somehow like, she was like, Hillary, I want to, I want to do it. And like, not the shortest distance. She wanted to do like the 50 because it's like with something she's never ridden that far before. So, um, got her on one of my old Pinarello bikes and, uh, like wrote her a training plan and she crushed the 50 miler. Like she had so much fun. Yeah. And she's actually doing another bike race. She's like, she's like, she won't give me back my bike. <laughs> she's, uh, she's doing the Foco Fondo, uh, one of the shorter races there at the end of July. So you might've created a monster. I think so, but it's amazing to see, like, it's so cool. She'll like send me little pictures from her ride and like, is this a good pace? And I'm like, oh my gosh, mom. Yes, it That's is. So cute. So cute. I gave I her one that. of my little running packs and, um, my sponsor Hydropack gave her some like, and polar bottle gave her some like, um, uh, some reservoirs and, uh, some water bottles. And so, um, I gave, and then, um, I work with the feed. And so I was, you know, giving her some of the stuff that I had, like the nutrition. So she's all, she's like, so motivated. She's like, um, I think she, I was a little bit scared that there was going to be mud on the course for her, but she like, they didn't have any on the 50 mile course. So that was great. But yeah, that was, it was so special to share with her. Like she, um, yeah, like she's one of those people who's really determined and wants to try new things. And it like goes to show you, it's like, I mean, I've written a book and like one of my main mantras is like, believe that your best athletic days are ahead of you. And my mom is the epitome of that because, you know, she's not afraid to try something new at any age. Like I really do feel like it's timeless and like that mantra is timeless. And I think we get into these ideas that, especially in running, like once you no longer are PRing and you're aging and you're getting slower, then what's the point? And I'm like, there are so many points to sport and athletics yeah. and trying hard things and trying new things that like this continual pursuit of, of excellence and, and being the best version of yourself. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, my mom in a nutshell. <laughs> it sounds like she's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah I love that. <laughs> okay. Well then you left unbound and flew to Ireland and yep. <laughs> literally on. the day after unbound. Good God. <laughs> I had been your many, bike like, even clean. It was clean, thankfully, because um I got up early and um we had a mechanic and he like I basically changed my chain um and like switched out to some road tires. Uh and he was like cleaning my bike and like we were kind of doing all like a once-over. So thankfully I had help. It's still dirty though, because I definitely had some problems with my brakes during this other <laughs> ride that I did. <laughs> Okay. So tell us about the ride. Cause it was 1500 miles along the yeah. East coast, primarily of uh, the West coast, oh the but, West coast of Ireland. Yeah. So, um, I had heard about this race. So I've been like ultra distance, um, uh, bike packing, racing curious. It's <laughs> a long sentence, <laughs> um, for a while now. And, um, I feel like it's like the perfect combination, um, of ultra endurance and, um, you know, cycling. I mean, 
it's different than running because I, I don't, I couldn't cover that amount of terrain running, <laughs> uh, in that dis in that time frame. So the transatlantic way, basically it's a bikepacking race. Um, and it's basically from the Northern part of Northern Ireland, um, down into Republic of Ireland. Um, and it goes all along the coast following the wild Atlantic way. Um, and then it finishes kind of on the Eastern coast, um, down South in, in Ireland. Um, and I'd heard about this race actually not very long ago, only like probably two weeks before Unbound, I was doing more research. <laughs> yep. This is how I operate because I, um, <laughs> I basically, I was supposed to do a bike race. Sorry. I was supposed to do a running race, um, the end of June, actually this past weekend. And because I wasn't able to do this ultra distance running race, I was looking for something else that could really challenge me and bring apart this, like, you know, this, you know, I don't know. I was honestly searching for something hard and something impossible that I didn't know if I could do. And, um, like I wasn't, I'm not ready for tour divide yet, although I really want to do that next year. Mm -hmm. Um, and this, this race like seemed seemed that it seemed like very hard. It's a 1500 miles. Um, you basically, it's like this race, like I said, the transatlantic way, it like is following this wild Atlantic way, but it adds on some like amazing, like in and out of these peninsulas. Um, but it is unrelenting. Um, it's got so much elevation gain. Um, I have to add up, it's over a hundred thousand that I put in over the 150 miles. Um, wow. and, it's so this is something that I saw and I was like, I don't know if I could do this. I've only, you know, I've, I've done unbound, but I haven't done, you know, 150 to 200 miles a day for, you know, X number of days, as long as it takes you to finish it. And so, you know, I came into it with kind of conservative, um, ideas. I mean, you're going to laugh at this, but it's like, it's the, the cutoff for it to be the race and to finish it is 10 days. So if I did about 150 miles a day, I was thinking, okay, like that's aggressive, but like, you know, I can do that and I'll be able to, you know, see Ireland and then also like sleep and recover because I knew I was going to be tired going into it from, from unbound. Well, um, day one of the race happens and I'm so jet lagged. I literally only slept an hour. And so I'm going into this race, like fatigued. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have my my first place little town picked out like, you know, about 150 miles from like where we're starting. Um, and I reached that point at about 5 PM and I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to race this. I think I'm going to like <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I start calling face. <laughs> like you're an idiot. <laughs> yep, this is and I'm happens. here for it I love yeah. it so that first day I end up um so then like you know looking at the map and like calling another place and like explaining to these Irish people I'm, like I'm doing this bike race I'm gonna arrive late can you leave a key out I'll leave the money for the B&B like on you know whatever I'm gonna leave really early in the morning you won't see me and I'm like, then they are like, they trust me. I'm just like, okay, here we go. So basically the first day I rode, um, and this is my first like real ride after Unbound. I ride 225 miles with 19,000 feet of gain. <laughs> um, 
And then I think it was myself, on pavement. It was on pavement. Oh yeah. Okay. But these are Irish roads and like I actually had, um, what bike tires I have. I had, they were 34s. So Good. like it, but it's actually, and I thought that too, it was like, oh, it's on pavement. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Irish roads. It's like, and there was actually, there's some proper gravel sections in this race. Um, because they're just unmaintained Irish roads yeah. in the, in the back country, like in the, and the coastal, like, oh man. Um, there were some people that had actually no one in that race had skinny tires. So it was like, yeah. so it was kind of hilarious. So that first day, um, you know, then I thought to myself, holy shit, I have like, now that I'm racing, I have to keep going like this. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? And, uh, and it's, it's so far, like you chunk off, like you ride 225 miles. I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. Like I just did a big stint. I'm like, Hill, you still have like so 1300 miles. And this is when I started doing content to make myself laugh. And hopefully everyone else who was oh watching gosh. it. <laughs> Your content was amazing. <laughs> I was like every day, like looking forward to your stories because, and, and you know, cause you were in Europe. So when I woke up, exactly. Um, yeah. Know, the Northwest, it, it was so amazing because it was like, you're always so happy and smiley, like the look on your face, but you're like, this is fucking hard with the biggest smile on your face. <laughs> and then like telling these stories. I was like, I think she might've lost it. Like, <laughs> I think, I mean, I think some of the Irish people did like, I think I lost it. You know, it was so cool. Cause some of like the trail running, like the people in Ireland, they know this wild Atlantic way. It's a famous like bike packing route that you can do anytime. But like the race only happens once a year. Cause it's got these additions onto it. Um, but like, so everyone in Ireland knows what it is and, and including the trail running community, which was so cool. Cause the trail running community, they came out cause I had like a little tracker. So they were watching. They knew who you were. Yes. And they came out and said, have these random people. They're like, hi, Hillary, like, great job. You're crushing. I was like, who are you? Like, <laughs> you know, I'd stop, I'd stop at a grocery store to get to, cause it's all self-supported. So, you know, in the same way that tour divide is. So I'm, you know, figuring out where I'm going to stop. And sometimes there's a hundred K without a village that I'm riding through by myself. So I had like a little filter flask for water, um, you know, sticking all the, the food I could in my Jersey pockets and on my bike, but then it'd be so cool. Cause at this remote climb that was literally on some of the steepest roads I have ever been on. No joke. Like these, these quote unquote paved roads were like, I was reading on my Wahoo. It was like 24%. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Is it going to get any steeper? Is it going to end? <laughs> like, and, um, then at the top of it, I, you know, this, this random person was there, like cheering me on and they like lived in some small town and they had been tracking my dot and they, with this one guy, he came out and, um, he literally like chased me down. Um, and he like offered me an ice cream, which of course I could not refuse. And it was like, I was in like a low moment and, um, you know, it's like something that snapped me back to life. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely overall very happy because I was, I felt very grateful for the ability to do this challenge that seemed like, you know, insurmountable, honestly, like every day I had this thought, like, can I do this? Like, I'm not sure I can. Um, and this is actually, I'm thinking about doing a, um, an article, like a little blog post on this, but like, the ability to kind of get ugly um, and being comfortable with that part of yourself. So yes, I was like smiling and like doubting myself, but like 
instead of pushing those doubts away or like, you know, there were times when I was like crying up these steep hills because I was so tired and like, I just hungry. And I wanted to like, I wanted to stop, but I'm like, I didn't know why, like, I was like, Hill, you can just stop. Like, you don't have to race it. You, you have time to finish this. You can just slow down and like, almost like, you know, saying out loud, no, like I want, I want this experience. I want to push myself kind of to the edge, like being comfortable with those, like ugly, quote unquote, ugly parts of you. Um, and like welcoming them in, I think it helps get the best version out of you. Um, but most of the time I was laughing. I wasn't, I wasn't like, there's only a few moments where I was like crying at the top of this hill. And, and literally I was like crying and smiling, because I was like, this is so hard, but it's like so beautiful. And like, this is awesome that I'm here doing this. Yeah. 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 I love, I think that's really insightful. Just like not, not being afraid of that and the doubt and the ugliness. Cause you, everybody goes through it on the yeah. rides. And I think if you don't have a plan, like if you don't know how to handle it and you're afraid of it, that's when you actually, it's easier to quit. Cause you're like, totally. Yeah. And because that thought went through my mind and it goes through, I think it goes through all of our minds, you know, at one point or another, when you're doing something challenging and hard, it doesn't have to be a 1500 mile ride. It can be like, you know, a, a workout that lasts an hour, but you know, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I definitely think that. And it's like, and I used to be afraid of it for sure. Like I wouldn't let myself go there. Um, hmm. but like, that's also why I wanted this experience because I've been going through it lately. It's like, you know, having these like recurring injuries and like the amount of surgeries that I've had from this accident, this like life-changing accident, it wears on me. It's not something that I like doing. Um, and it's, it's hard to like constantly have optimism and, um, and it's hard to, to not doubt, you know, my future in sport and doing something that I, you know, that I love so much. Um, and this was a way for me to kind of confront all of that and almost like prove to myself that I'm, capable. I do this in very weird ways. You know, it's not everyone would ride 1500 miles to prove that, but it's something that I needed to do. Yeah. Well, for somebody that regularly runs a hundred miles, it's like, that would be a a comparable comparable, regularly. Oh my gosh. No. (laughs) Regularly compared to Christy or I, (laughs) which means never. I'm debating. I'm debating it myself. And I'm like, then I, bit it on that trail run yesterday and I'm just like yeah no <laughs> you can do it hey I mean it's part yeah, of it I mean it's gonna be one of those things where like truthfully a lot of that obviously you have to train but there's also just a lot of men- mental part of it that oh yeah you know that comes comes with those big that's a big girl chamois moment that I'm big girl chamois moment for sure oh I love that oh speaking of chamois my butt really hurt during that ride but hey I bet (laughs) that wasn't that on your story she's like so beautiful my butt really hurts (laughs) my butt hurts send Um, help (laughs) you had some funny cultural moments too like maybe misunderstanding what some words meant and stuff wait yo yeah like this is like it's so funny I love the Irish accent but like when you like we went through some some parts of Ireland where they don't actually they only speak Irish and it's like a very thick accent when you're when they're speaking like you know English um and so there's all these phrases like there's one of my favorite phrases um is keeper lit and I'm like what is this talking about it's basically just like 
um, like, keep going, like, you got it, like, you know, like, come on, like, that we yell, like, in races, it's like, keep her lit, and I'm just like, I think I decided that it had something to do with food, like, keep her lit, like, you know, like, the gasoline, like, keep on, I'm just like, all right, like, keep her lit, I'm gonna go have another snack, like, <laughs> it's so funny, I was getting all of these messages, because I posted this, you know, video of me keeping her lit, um, at, like, you know, the, the grocery store, like, like- just, eating a bunch of stuff. And these guys are like, this is not what this means. I'm like, just let me have it for a week, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was really funny. Somebody's going to name a snack, keep her lit over in Ireland now. I know. I wonder what it's going to be, but they also have these things. It's called a 99 with a flake. And I didn't know what it was. It's like my, some, some, like I was getting these messages because I have a few friends in Ireland from the trail running community. And they're like, you got to get a 99 with the flake, ask for a large 99 with the flake. I'm like, what is this? It's basically just an ice cream cone, like a soft serve ice cream cone with like what's, a chocolate piece. In like, it as the flake. Oh, the flake. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I guess the name came from um some I don't even know somewhere in Italy like the number 99 was associated with something very fancy and so they like started naming these like these like they're these like ice cream like that would be my favorite phrase then give me a minute with a flake (laughs) exactly so I got I got one I got I had I had one uh during and after uh I had (laughs) lots of ice cream during but uh (laughs) and that's one of my favorite parts about this is like you know you get to like you know like explore explore the culture like just you're in, in a it, very like, different way yeah, yeah yeah not in a way you're ever going to do it from a tourist <laughs> perspective no. definitely as a traveler and a cyclist yeah. which is really cool for sure yeah. and there's a lot of people that didn't even ride bikes there so it's like it's amazing roads but like and this 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 route is notoriously um difficult because like they do it from north to south <laughs> because there's like a headwind usually <laughs> oh. um so I to mean that's harder Exactly. That's like the harder way to do it. Um, as opposed from, you know, traveling from South to North. Um, so they just really wanted to strip you down. (laughs) The other thing that I thought was funny that you went into great detail on one day was that the mud and road isn't mud. (laughs) Yes. And, um, this is by the, this is like one of my like stories at the end of the trip. So I had done copious amounts of research. Um, basically every, every single patch of like what appears to be dirt on an Irish road is a hundred percent, not dirt. It is mixed. (laughs) It is mixed with, it might be mud, but it is definitely mixed with some kind of poo and, um, (laughs) like 100%. So close your mouth. This is what I learned. Um, it's like, and it rains a lot in Ireland. So you'd think it'd wash off the road. No, no, no. It just gets on your bike and in your mouth. And, um, so, and my mom's a parasitologist. So, um, so like, you know, like little microbes, like Giardia in the people have gotten that at Unbound, by the way. Um, yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, so there's basically, it was mostly sheep poop because there's a ton of sheep in Ireland. Um, but there was definitely, I saw a lot of cows. There's a lot of cows. Then there's like Ugh. other, like other things. Um, yeah, it was basically all poop on the road, not dirt. <laughs> And when it rained, it made it a little bit more spicy. <laughs> I'm a uh, crossing transatlantic way off my to-do no, list. No, it it's great. It's like, <laughs> you go through, I mean, there's so many, there's so many sheep in Ireland. 
And that yeah. was actually the, probably the most dangerous part about the whole thing. Um, Cause you'd be on these back, like these back country roads and then there'd be like a baby lamb on one side of the road and the mama lamb. And like, you'd like the bike would come and like, they'd freak out and like, they'd be running. So you have to be really careful. <laughs> like I'm getting chased by a lamb. <laughs> yeah. And they'd like poop on the road. Cause they were scared. And I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, um, did you visit any Irish pubs while you were there? I did. I did actually. Um, cause a lot like, so I, like I was saying, I was staying in little towns and, um, like in B and B's. Um, and so a lot of them are kind of like associated with the little pub. Um, my favorite pub was like when I went in there, they were actually playing, like someone was, there was a banjo and a harp like playing together and like, they're both singing. So that was awesome. Um, I didn't have a Guinness though, until I finished the race. Cause I figured, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're pretty intense. It would have been. Yeah, they're yeah, they're pretty intense. So good over there, though. Oh, they're so good. They're like now that I've had an Irish Guinness, I cannot have it any other place. So, and oh, I learned about the like the Irish whiskey. So, like my my dad grew up in Isle of Skye in Scotland. So, I know about like Scotch. So that's like Scottish whiskey or like American whiskey and Irish whiskey. Apparently, Irish whiskey is the smoothest because it's filtered three times. Um, um, they still have like the bog and like the peat that they kind of, but like, that's when in Scotland, like the, like the peaty water is kind of like what gives it its different tastes, but apparently Irish whiskey is the smoothest. So nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, well, were there any other like favorite areas or favorite moments or views that you went through? Um, oh man, I mean, there are so many places. So we started this race in the Northern part of Ireland, which is like the Donegal, um, County. There's like, I think five or six counties that we went through and it's just very like hilly in the Hills. I never had a climb that was more than 1200 feet, but like there was a ton of them, right? There's most of the climbs were, you know, less than 500 feet, but very steep. Um, and so that's kind of like what Donegal was, it just like rolling hills, but it was all on the coast. And so you got to see these incredible um, sea cliffs. Like we rode past the highest sea cliffs in Ireland. They're the third wow. highest in the world. And this is on this place called Ackle Island, which was just incredible. And I went through these incredibly beautiful, like all these, these the like these sea cliffs that I was just like thinking of, you know, like, the history there and like, you know, what happened on these beaches and like the people that have, you know, lived here for, for centuries. Um, it was just, it was one of the most incredibly beautiful places I've been because like the, the ground is very, um, dark. And so, um, so there, so are the cliffs, like it's very dark colored earth. And, um, I think it's granite. Don't quote me on that, but it's just, it's, it's very, it's very contrasted, the clear blue water and then like the incredibly green surroundings. So it was just like, that was amazing. And like, um, one of my other favorite places was this place called, um, I was basically where they filmed Star Wars. Um, like there. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I did a trail running trip there and we were there. um, there. It's down near, uh, Oh, it's like the ring. So there's a ring of Kerry. That's what it's like. Yeah, it's the, like there. the Kerry, yeah. it's the County Kerry. So the ring of Kerry is this like crazy, um, like basically we're riding all along the coast. You could see the Island where like, you know, like Luke is like revealed with his, you yeah. know, his, like, yeah, yeah. um, and then, um, the ring of Burra is another one that's incredible. Um, 
And just like, I mean, all of these little peninsulas, like I literally went in and out of all of the peninsulas there, even if it was like, I hate out and backs, but it was like, even if it was an out and back just to like, see like this, like far away point, it was, it was like incredible. Um, but yeah, those are probably my two favorite places, but it was just so cool. Cause you were always by the coast and you got to see these incredible things. But I think Ackle Island was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was a fantastic event. So people yes. could go race it or they just were like, I don't want to race, but I would like to tour it. They could just yep. go to the transatlantic way yeah. at any time. Right? Yeah. And so, and if you don't want to do the full like transatlantic way during that race, there was also like a shorter course that you could do. Um, and like the true wild Atlantic way is a bit shorter. It's, it's shorter than the 1500, um, mile race itself, but it was so cool to do it as a race. Cause like you all started together, you knew that people were out there. If you saw another bike, you knew it was like, you know, it, like you're riding, um, you're in it kind of, you know, together, you usually saw each other at grocery stores. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, it was so special. And, um, yeah, I would really like to do Tour Divide next year. So there you go. <laughs> I have a feeling that it's probably calling your name. Yeah. Oh man. Hopefully it's not as muddy as this year, but <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, be ready right. for it. Yeah. Um, well, well, and then your you said your next event is Leadville. Is that right? Yeah. So actually, I have in a couple of weeks. I'm, I did this crazy thing to myself, as you know, you both know me by now, as I would. Um, I'm doing uh, two bike races. Um, in a weekend. So I'm doing the Ned gravel ultra, which is, oh, cool. you know, so it's like 120 miles, um, 15,000 feet of gain on my gravel bike. And then the next day I'm going to Leadville to do the silver rush 50 mountain bike race. So that one's hard. I know. And it's <laughs> going to be my first ever mountain bike race. So there are good thing. My ankle's healing. Cause there's going to be some hike a biking, but you know what? It's going to well, be what we know is Hillary likes hard things. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. And even if, yep. And even if I'm going to cry out there, I will get to the finish line. It just helps me do it. <laughs> there you go. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think because Christy and I nerded out all weekend, we can't let you go without asking you what you thought of Western States this past yes. week. Oh my God. Uh, mind blowing is the word, uh, specifically with Courtney DeWalter smashing a, like, I mean, Ellie Greenwood's record has been there since 2013, 2012. So like 11 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a, a standing record and there have been some fast ladies trying to break it. And Courtney won by an hour and 20 minutes. I think it was crazy. Um, she broke the record by an hour and 20 minutes. Now it was a cooler year, but, um, second but they had place, more snow right? that they had to go through they right? had so much snow and second place, second place woman went she under, still beat it too. she went under the course record by nine minutes. Um, it was the top, the top 10 female times were the fastest in history. And like at the fourth place, I think time would have won it the past, um, I think like several years. So I'm not going to mention the men's race. Like, even though I love Tom Evans, Tom Evans, who won the men's race, it was a great race, but like, holy crap, the ladies race is insane. It's like, it was insane. Yeah. And they're minutes within each other. That's the cool, the cool thing you're, you're pushing all day. It was like, but just Courtney DeWalter is the greatest of all time. It's so cool to like be running and be in the sport when she's, when she's yeah. doing it. Yeah. I, I don't you, know. My, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Catherine. You go. I was just going to say my favorite athletes are those that smile so easily. 
and like you're one of them Lael's one of like it's just it's just really cool when you know you can see that first of all she's she understands the privilege of getting Mm -hmm. to do what she's doing and then she's just spreading that joy to anybody that's out there like that little clip of her getting in the boat to go across the yeah yeah that was just kick-ass because she was just like yeah I mean I agree with you because it's like I think it just shows like the love and if I like if, if I've learned anything from my story of being an athlete it's like do it for the love of it because like why yes. like that's got to, why else it's hard like you know you have to truly love it and Courtney is one of those people like she builds other people up she's like she's just amazing like she's just um you know it's obviously hard for her but she's like you know she's going through the moments like in the pain cave as she says but like she's just so joyful out there and she's just like she's so happy yeah. I've seen her at the finish line it didn't even look like she'd run 100 miles like she was no. like <laughs> Yeah. Apparently things did badly after they tried to interview her. <laughs> she was yeah. ended up a medical, but uh, yeah, I, I, what I was going to say, very similar to what Christy said, it seems like you all have a lot of the same characteristics of like mm. positivity, like it's a privilege. Um, just that mindset of like, you know, because I saw her in one of the pre-race interviews, you know, she's doing the double, the hard rock and they're mm-hmm. like, are you going to race? And she's like, I just show up to race. It doesn't matter. Yeah. what's happening next I'm just here to race so I think I love you, it. you probably <laughs> maybe you thought you weren't gonna race like you said but then you got All right 150 miles in you're like I'm racing well but that's also it like when I was racing unbound I was not thinking of the transatlantic way I wasn't at all because I'm like this is here and now like you're gonna do it and then you know and that's also how I what I how I like bit off like you know little bits of what I could handle each day is like okay this is the day you're doing you're going to ride as far as you can go and then like forget about what's in, in ahead of you because if you think too far ahead it's like it takes you out of the moment but then I yeah. think you can't actually you can't actually do your best yeah 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 takes well, cool. you out of the moment and it becomes overwhelming and those are not good that's, that's not a good combo yeah. yep that's when the tears come <laughs> so I felt like my 20 minute CrossFit workout today so <laughs> about, to, about to cry and throw up the last lap of my run oh, God. Um, that's good uh, that means you're doing a hard into something it's just, oh, just awful um, okay Hillary where can people follow you and find more of your adventures yeah so um I mean, I have a newsletter and like I said, I'm going to be writing some stuff on it. So my website is hillaryallen.com. So it's got everything there. Um, but um, Instagram is usually a great place and I am hillygoat underscore climbs. But if you just search my name, Hillary Allen, I'll come up. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for uh, jumping on and joining us today and tell okay. us more about your story of a dinner. Yeah. Oh, this is so great to be here. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, it was great to see you. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.